Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Jetpacks are overrated. This week on Jetpacks Are Overrated, I'm taking a look at a super ultra-widescreen monitor. Yes, that's actually how it defines this kind of monitor, super ultra-wide. There's a growing number of these very wide monitors appearing out there, and I got to spend a week working and playing with a Kogan model that ducks under the $1,000 mark. That might sound like a lot of money, but once you start to break things down, you might just find it's a very smart way to have more fun or to increase your productivity. One monitor ruled them all? Or are two or three monitors better suited to your style? Stay tuned as I walk through my experience with this massive screen and think about whether it does, in fact, make life better. Because that's what this show is all about. The screen I was testing was a Kogan 49-inch super ultra-widescreen monitor. Its size and scale is basically two 1080p screens stuck together side by side. It's a curved screen, so there's edges just leaning in toward you a little. It's like a nice digital hug. Unpacking and setting up was actually a little bit tricky, but only in the sense that this is a very big screen. Screwing the stand into the screen was pretty simple and once that job was done actually things were silky smooth one display port cable to connect and one power cable and that was it the stand for the screen was also actually really impressively small given that the screen footprint we're dealing with here is 49 inches wide so it was a slim stand and it doesn't actually take up much desk space so you can still have plenty of room for those bits and pieces that you want to have shoved on onto your desk it also has a built-in speaker that received audio via the DisplayPort cable. Now, the, dis- the speaker isn't very good, but I think as a sound output for basic system sounds and watching the odd random video, it's actually great when you don't want to have to have another audio source set up or to have to throw on headphones for every single little thing. One slight nuisance was actually there's a really bright red light on the back of the stand that signaled that the screen was switched on. It was quite bright and I would have 
really like to be able to dim it or even switch it off. I didn't find a setting. Maybe it's lurking in there somewhere, but that was definitely a thing that just kind of was slightly annoying. Windows and Mac both also handled this massive screen just fine. No dramas whatsoever. I also tried attaching a Samsung Galaxy Note 9 with its DeX cable to use the phone in a desktop mode. I'll be talking about that whole thing in a future episode real soon. Now, it turns out DeX is actually limited to 2560 by 1440 resolution, so it didn't play nice here uh, at all. But I'd have been incredibly amazed if it actually did. I think as for gaming... It's a bit of a mixed bag. Mostly, games these days will just grab whatever resolution you want and they'll go with the flow just fine. Everything from World of Warcraft to Terraria to No Man's Sky were all perfectly happy with only some slight tweaks required while every car racing game ever absolutely loves it. There's nothing better for a game that feels perfect when you feel like you're staring straight out a full car windscreen. The kids loved playing with whatever game they could get their hands on, even if it didn't feel quite right. They just loved that immersive experience of a screen like this. Now, it's also important to point out for gaming that some games intentionally do not support these sorts of ultra-widescreen monitors because it's considered something that could give you an in-game advantage. So a big deal when it comes to online multiplayer games. Now, the big point of contention in my head is around the debate over having multiple monitors on a desk versus one very big monitor. Most people have gotten on board the idea that an extra screen is an amazing asset for life in front of a computer. I've been a long-time proponent. I think I've mostly worked with two screens for well over a decade, and now I think that's become the norm for a lot of people. We're sort of now hitting a next-level problem. I think with two screens... You always have a main screen and then a second screen. Point your seat right at the middle and you're staring at the bezel that's sitting in between the two screens. Point it at one and you're going to spend a chunk of your day turning off to the side to look at the second screen. Unless you've got some sort of fancy top, bottom, up, down arrangement going with some special dual stand setup that I don't know. Well, I've seen them. They exist, but that's getting really, really fancy. So with that in mind, is one super widescreen a better option? I feel like after a week of using this in that mode, I really do think it can be. There are some provisos and I'm kind of annoyed I've had to hedge the bet a little bit. I don't want to sit on the fence too much on this show, but for certain uses, it could tip you over the edge one way or the other. Look, I really liked having the screen set up so that my focus window was right in the middle of the screen and then surrounded on the right and the left by other task windows. If I was writing, it was word processing right in the middle with a browser window off to one side for research and Twitter off on the other side to keep up with news. Instead of one big screen versus two screens, this actually kind of felt like three screens without having to deal with a whole lot of extra technical mess to make three screens fit into my compute space. Three screens, that means three monitor inputs, three power inputs, a total rat's nest of cables no one really wants to have to deal with. So I think in this context, one screen is a massive win. I also found some software to use to manage window positioning. On my Mac, I use software called SizeUp by Irradiated Software, so I can accurately position windows with keyboard shortcuts. It's a really great add-on that you can customize in various ways, and in this context, it works great for picking sections of a monitor you want to assign your shortcuts to. 
On Windows, I found Aquasnap by Nergo Software. I'm going to link both of these up in the uh, in the show notes. It works a little differently, but the results are similar for getting everything sitting on screen just where you want it. I think these sorts of apps are a must for this sort of a screen. There's so much space you want to allocate it really carefully to make the monitor work exactly how you want it. Like I said before, when you get things sitting just right, it can feel like three monitors. And given the price, you kind of want to feel like you got three monitors worth of real estate out of the deal. So I said at the very beginning, this Kogan screen is $999, ducking in just under that magic four digits. Samsung has a similar offering for about $1699 last time I checked. And for that extra money, you get a bunch of extra ports for more input screens and a USB hub which might be worth that extra money if you don't want to have to go hunting for other ways to manage all those extra inputs. But for a lot of people, I think that $700 saving is going to be well worth the trade-offs. And when you compare it to buying three $350 monitors uh, to get that triple screen kind of a vibe, then maybe you're in a really good place for price. On this Kogan, you get one display port plus one HDMI port, and that's it. You can run those two inputs in a side-by-side mode as two 1080p screens. That kind of takes you back to that two-screen mode, but when you can switch between one way or the other at any moment, it's a nifty trick to have up your sleeve. On subtleties of things like color and clarity, I actually found this monitor to be fine. Not amazing, but a long way from terrible. It looked really fine. Definitely worked well with games, and it does have a high refresh rate and a pretty low response time so it proved out when things were moving quickly on screen just fine as for why some people might prefer to go another route i think for a lot of gaming purposes some people want to be driving less pixels to maximize performance of their graphics card so if gaming is your first love and you're not focused on the immersive awesomeness of a racing game then a dedicated screen in a more traditional ratio is going to be important to you A few years ago, I invested in a good gaming monitor that's a QHD, so that's 2560 by 1440, uh, and I love it. So right now, I'm still in a mode where buying an extra second monitor is going to be more of a preference than committing to one screen to rule them all. But the next time I'm ready to update my whole desk arrangement, I'll seriously consider going down this path. I'm sure in a couple of years as well, a new GPU will eat this size screen for breakfast and I'll be able to think about playing games in windowed modes with extra frames off to the sides for other purposes and everything will just flow like butter. There was a time a few years ago when I wondered whether ultra-wide screens would really catch on. Now I firmly believe that when it comes to desktop computers, they definitely make our desktops a better place. Thanks for joining me for another Jetpacks Are Overrated. If you have questions or comments, you can ping me via Twitter. I'm at Seamus, that's S-E-A-M-U-S. Or you can email jetpacks at biteside.com. Catch you next time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone.